Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. We are around here stepping into our faith. We are using our works to live out the courageous life for which God created us. So I'm so pleased, so pleased, so pleased today to have Miss Kristen Childs with me, y'all, all the way from Baltimore, Maryland. She is the personification of living the dream. From writing, graphic designs, preaching, and consulting, she is doing it all creatively. She's the founder of Chronicles of Chris Productions. It's theater production company and she owns studio 27 along with being the co-host of authentically her the podcast i'm so excited to have chris here today with me would you please 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 introduce yourself to the girl go global community hey ladies this is definitely chris and you know that sounds really amazing i can't believe that's me But thank you so much for having me, Jasmine, um, Dr. Jazz. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We have so much to talk about because you are literally doing it all. And I'm so <laughs> excited to chat with you today because I just love, love, love the work you do. I love how you just move authentically into whatever you feel like the Lord may be leading you into, you do it. And so that is a part of my mission to talk with courageous women who are living out their purpose. So today, let's see where we want to start. Let's talk about your latest production. It's a man's world. Let's kind of get into that. We may get into some relationship talk, but tell me about this production that you have coming up and tell us where your idea came from. Okay, so um, my idea uh, is still a man's world. It's actually a redo of the It's a Man's World that I did in 2017. But the story really actually came from, I grew up with a family where men were the dominant um, in our family. So it's like, in most situations, I was the only girl. And so I would hear life and their their life issues and different things from their perspective, where a lot of women, you know, who are used to being around a lot of women, they normally can't relate to the man um, because they're just not around a lot of men. So I wrote this story to, you know, let men know, like, you know, that, that we hear you, you know, like just mm. saying, hey, bruh, I, I get you, or, you know, my brother, my father, and just letting them know, like, that we do care about you, we do, you know, love you, and so the moral of this story, it kind of gets into the struggles that men privately have that sometimes they don't feel comfortable talking about with their friends or, you know, with the women in their lives, and it also talks about, you know, the struggle between therapy and the struggle with, you know, prayer um, and, and just that balance, so it's a great story, and it's five friends who come from all different walks of life um, that are friends that they all have a different take, you know, on love, life, and marriage. Hmm. That's so cool. So it's still a man's world. Hmm. So interesting. So what are some of the feedback did you receive following your first production on this same topic? So I've a lot, I got a lot of feedback. I think out of all of the productions, that I've done this one was one that really 
made me feel like even with what I want to do writing wise, like I got the gift, you know, because Mm -hmm. so many men came back and they were like, you were talking about me. You were, you know, it's a part where a person, you know, feels suicidal, you know, and it's not a dark play. It's very, you know, funny and uplifting, but some of the stories are, you know, very true. And I wanted the characters to connect with the audience where you feel like you are part of their friendship, that you feel that you are a part of the cast. And one of the things that I've, I've gotten back from the last one was that this hit home for me. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of women say, you know what? I should have bought my man. I should have bought my brother. I should, you know, because they realized that although the women enjoyed it and we do have, you know, a little, we have a few women in the cast that they realized like this was really something empowering for, you know, for men. And I just think that we see empowerment for women all of the time, but we really don't have that for, you know, for our black men, especially. Mm, that's so good you know so often I hear um, black men in particular are saying it's so much stuff out there for women to serve and support women but mm-hmm. it's not much out there for the men so that's great that you are doing a bit of an ode to men hmm, so interesting I love that so tell me how um how long have you been writing and let us know you know how you how you got started so I originally started writing poetry um at the age of seven I started writing poetry at the age of seven um and then they started to develop in stories so I've always had uh imagination and when I was younger I wanted to be an actress but of course growing you know in a strict religious family you know going to Hollywood and acting that you know that's not something the saints did right (laughs) so I had to kind of live out my acting wherever I went so I would go to church and I will create a character in my head and I will become that character. And when people wanted to call me Chris, I would be like, you know, like I one, I remember one time I was like, I'm Queen Latifah this week, you know, like, <laughs> and I had to have the cost, like I would have to have the costume. I would change my accent. Like I would have to go in full character, you know? And so, and I was doing this at a young age, but I remember one time my mom had punished me. And she was like, you're not going outside with your friends. You're not watching TV. I'm taking all of your, all of your toys. Cause I was like in elementary school and I was just like, I don't care. I have a notebook. And that's how I started writing stories because I was so bent on not being boring in my room that the stories that I had in my head, I put it in paper. And little, mm-hmm. and it's funny how God does things because God is so strategic with unfolding your purpose and your calling in life. And a lot of times I think that people miss that your calling didn't come to you as an adult. Like your calling really started, you know, within you as a child. So years later, as an adult, my grandmother, she asked me at that time to write a Christmas play for the church. I hadn't written a play. I was like, I don't know how to write a play. I don't know what, I don't know. And it was weird that she asked me to do that because there were people there who had done it. And so I was just, I, I heard what she asked me. And that weekend, I started hearing like conversations in my head. Wow. And I was just like, oh, this will be good. Like, this will be good. And so I saw a scene in my head and I put it on paper. And then I wrote the play 
from the last scene to the front, I rolled backwards. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I do things. And we, and I did it. And so from there, and that was probably 2000 and wool, probably like maybe eight or something. That was probably 2008. And then um, I did my first production myself um, when I used to be called All For His Glory Productions. (laughs) 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 You know, so safe. Um, I did that in, in 2010. And then I went through a bad breakup, um, a bad breakup from I was engaged um, and I went through a breakup and I took a five year hiatus. And it was funny because it was a show where just 200 people came, but I would just hear people that came to the show be like, when are you going to start writing again? Like, when are you doing another show? And I'm like, I'm not even thinking about doing a show. (laughs) Like, I'm not. It's the furthest thing from my mind. But then it came, a, a, sh- a show came to me in 2000, I think it was like maybe 14. And I came back to the theater and I've been rocking ever since then. Wow. Talk about the seeds planted in your youth. Um, Your mom punished you, but she didn't know it was working for your good. How <laughs> oh about that? <laughs> and then your grandmother, you know, I she's a bishop. And so she was hearing from God and we know that, yeah. right? And then talk about how a breakup can thrust you into purpose. I'm a witness to that. (laughs) So that's so, so awesome. But what what I will ask is, you know, you have a multi-layer, a multi-talented person. You are multi-layered creative. You do so much, not only in the theater realm, you're, you're a preacher, you're a consultant, you run multiple businesses. Where do you find the faith to do, do it all and to do it all your way? Um, my main thing that I know is that God won't fail me. Mm. And when I began a project, you know, I always know, you know, I always ask God, like, you know, you sure, you know, like, (laughs) and there's been some things that I've been like, I don't, you know, I've kind of wiggled, like, I don't know, you know, if I want to do this, especially if it's a new venture, you know, like Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a comfort zone because I've been doing it for a while now, but every time I go to do it again, it is a fear of, will you sell the tickets? Will people come? Have you, you know, have you lost it? Especially after the pandemic. But I think my faith comes in with, knowing that what I am doing is instructions from God mm-hmm. and he wouldn't give me something that's going to fail so that's the spiritual side of it the other the logistic side of it when I think when I take on a project or I take on a venture you know even though I may take a leap of faith or I may step out there I also have calculated jumps you know like I I did something the other day and I told people like when you're doing something and you're stepping out on faith you can still do things within means so I start small and I allow myself to grow and develop instead of rushing into something or doing something over over my head that I haven't really mastered Mm. so that has been what I have done, you know, for the last couple of years. The only thing about that is sometimes you do say, okay, you know what, you can do more. But I feel like I've done it that way because it lets me know, like, you are growing into a place instead of being disappointed by going to go rent the lyric and you've only sold 500 or 700 (laughs) tickets, you know, it's a different thing to sell out the lyric, so. Yeah, for sure. But you you realize that you got to, build right Mm -hmm. 
everyone doesn't just jump or leap right into that big thing. Right. So acknowledging where you need to start without being pressured by other people to do things that don't feel right for the space that you're in is definitely courageous because sometimes people can be, you know, a little pushy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure. So talk about, you said you get these instructions from God. Like mm-hmm. there might be people out there who don't necessarily understand what it means to have instruction from God. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Sure. Um, I think when you begin to build a relationship with God um, and you understand not just your communication for its prayer, but you understand you have to learn how how God talks to you. Um, and one of the things that I, I have known back from a childhood is that God deals with me in dreams and he deals with me and like repetitive things. So I would see something over and over, or I would hear things over and over or see things, you know, in my vision and in my dreams, you know, I would see a play or I would see a scene or I would hear, um, a part of something. And so that would be him down I I say that that's him downloading me to me what next to do mm-hmm. now what I had to do as a creative those who are multi-layered when it comes to creativity what I had to learn is that every instruction that he gave to me isn't for the instant for sure that some things may be something that he gave you to do but it's for another year or another season but he's he's giving it to you to let you know what to prepare for yeah yeah and so that's what I believe I believe that when God starts to talk to you whether it's in your dreams whether you see visions or whether you hear things or whether he shows you things that you know when people say I saw this six times like it has to mean something I believe that those are ways that God communicates to us Mm, for sure for sure you know I'm, I'm in a space um personally um where I'm doing a lot I got mm-hmm. a lot going on, right? And I also got some things in my in my backside in my in my parking lot where I say, okay, <laughs> I know that I'm supposed to do that, but it's not for right now. Right. Then I'm at the same time, okay, so but when is it right now? I've got like book titles in my head. I got all these different <laughs> little ideas, and I'm just like for one of the book ideas I have, I'm just coming to an awareness like it may be almost time for this because I'm experiencing some of the of the themes that relate to this book title that I got so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally, totally get that. Like you get that download, but it might not be for right now. That's right. I mean, just like if you think about a computer, you know, and you're trying to download something, you sometimes you have something that downloads quick. And then you have something that says like, this download is going to take seven hours, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so sometimes your download is a year. Sometimes your download is six months. And sometimes the beginning part of what you see or what you heard, you know, he's bringing all things together. You know, we learn that in Romans and something actually, I had an epiphany not too long ago where God had, had kept, like he kept, I kept hearing and I kept seeing something that I was supposed to do. 
but I was like, you know, listen, I got too much on my plate. Like I'll get, like, I'll get to it. Right. And then I was going through something with, I was battling with people with like miscommunication. So Mm -hmm. communication is my major and my passion for school. And I just love communication. Like, (laughs) like, like, we're kindred spirits in that regard. (laughs) I'm just very passionate about it. And you know, at my job and in my relationship and even with my family, I I sat back and I saw how the devil uses communication to divide. Mm. And I got so frustrated in a conversation with some loved ones. And I was like, God, as well as I try to communicate (laughs) and as good as I am with teaching people proper communication, why am I going through this? Mm. And in that moment, he answered, he said, because I'm giving you material for what I told you to write and what I told you to do. That's good. So sometimes you don't even realize that he gives you something that you're going to do. And you're like, you know, I'm not qualified for it yet. I'm not, I don't have the resources. I, you know, I don't even know all of how this is going to come together. But as you live, he's giving you, he's qualifying you. With different things that you go on in life. <laughs> so you're a preacher, so you already know like the word gotta come to you first. Right. So I wrote this week, this okay. I guess it was all of last week. I was writing a devotional to submit to this Bible app. Okay. And so I had a deadline to submit it, and it's all about steadiness in God. Mm. being steady being steadfast not being tossed to and fro that's the gist right Mm -hmm. so I had this great great weekend I'm hanging out in DC with some friends I come back I have dinner with my cousin and then some of our friends earlier that day on Saturday had told us oh we got free Ravens tickets meet us at the stadium and I'm like bet right (laughs) next day I stay out all night so I sleep in thank God for virtual church (laughs) <laughs> we get we get up you know one o'clock from sleeping all day 40 year old can't hang out till 2 a.m but anyway um we go out hang play tennis a little bit try to hit the ball you know I feel like I'm getting my Venus and Serena on <laughs> and Monday morning I log in for work and about 11 o'clock I'm like I need to log off because <laughs> I wasn't steady right <laughs> Because I get an email and I'm like, wait a minute, sis about to mess up my zen for my weekend. And I log off. I took control of my environment. I emailed and said, I need to take the rest of the day. But it's so funny. I got a friend who reads all my stuff. We read each other's stuff, proofread, all of that kind of thing. And then I sent her my stuff and she she calls me. How did it go? Did you submit the, um, the devotional? And I just um, go into like, oh, check out my day. Guess what happened? And she like, oh, you living out your, your devotional. You need to go back and read your devotional. I said, don't, 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 don't check me. <laughs> <laughs> don't check me. Okay. But yeah, she was right because I had to realize, change my perspective and all of that kind of thing you know, not just being tossed to and fro. But the good thing is I knew when to unplug. I knew I needed to take control of my environment. I called. I tried to see if I can get a massage. I tried to see if I can get this. And you know what relaxes me? What? Going to Whole Foods. Because I like to cook. And I right. and I like going to Whole Foods. We needed some groceries. I said, you know what? After I laid down and got my life right, 
I got in the car and I said, I'm going to Whole Foods. Text me if you need me to get something specific to my husband. You know I went what? to Whole Foods and I felt really good. I just <laughs> love thinking about what I'm going to cook or if I'm going to cook or, you know, getting That's his little stuff. I'm addicted to buying seasoning. <laughs> so I like, I like going to different markets to look for seasonings because I do enjoy cooking. And one of the things that also like, especially, you know, I work at the morgue too, like on top <laughs> of everything. Um, so like when I just need the wool side from a, a heavy day at work, I go to like the thrift store and like, it just brings me down. And sometimes I'm just pushing a cart and talking to God or in Ross, you know, like. Listen, shopping therapy. Yes. I don't thing. need no new clothes, so I always <laughs> need to eat. I need to give some more, donate to your racks because COVID was covid Yes. <laughs> but the point is, we go through things so that we can live our purpose. Yeah. So we can add value to the things that God has for you, to the things they have for me. And if we step back, we'll see the goodness and Godness, right? Mm-hmm. In every situation. Absolutely. That's good. So yeah, I'm in a better place. I'm learning to be steady. And I'm, and I'm also learning, you know what? There is no chill, no chill whatsoever on my devotional time with the Lord, especially when I'm logging in. Yeah. There's no chill. Like, and And we should all be striving to live out you know time spending time with the lord but i just cannot have no break because yeah. that's the only thing that's going to give me that that steadiness you know what i mean and I've, I've learned that you know so i went through this place in my like uh, the season of my life and it's so funny because i always say church people have uh, so many seasons um <laughs> but i was um before I, I i had left church for a while and I grew up in church, but then, you know, I left church for a while. And when I left, I actually left to grow like a stronger relationship with God. Mm. And I realized that, you know, growing up, you would think like, oh, you know, my, my mom and my grandma, they, they're praying women. So they would be like six o'clock, meet us in the living room. We praying, you know, and I thought that, you know, waking up at early in the morning or with, you know, everybody meeting in the living room was praying, which it is. I don't take anything away from it. And I love to hear my walk in the house and hear my mom pray. But what I realized is that I can really talk to God all day. Like one day I realized that I was in conversation with God my entire day. Like I was just so connected. It wasn't speaking in tongues and drawing out and, you know, looking crazy. It was just a sense of peace that I had with the thoughts that was in my mind that I felt like I was just on like a long text thread, Mm. (laughs) you know, with the Lord. And And it gave me so much peace, even though he was telling me how to balance certain things and keeping me on making sure I don't drop the ball with, you know, from this business to this assignment and different things like that. And I think that sometimes when people here keep their devotion, right, they sometimes feel like, oh, I got to give this to God. But then it also becomes a pressure of, I don't even have no time for myself. Mm. And you don't even realize that, like, while you're taking your shower, you could be talking to God. Like, sure. while you're cooking, you could be talking to God. While you're mm-hmm. at work and typing something, just having moments to yourself that you could just be in communication with God. Yeah, that's so true. I've had friends who kind of beat themselves up, especially when you have, you know, kids and you got a husband, you got all these little other 
competing priorities and God is definitely a priority, but, you know, have tend to beat themselves up about not having that 30 minutes or one hour that they once had when they were just single and just, you know, living, you know, but you're so right. You know, I take, look, I walk around the track, um, at my lunch break or, you know, do my shot. I do the shower thing. Um, but that intentional time to, kind of unplug and just kind of do my affirmation even if it's just for a few minutes it just you know reinvigorates my spirit in ways that allow me to find my center daily because with so many things that I have going on it's just so important for me and my health and my sustainability to just set get up in the morning and say hey God good morning you know what I mean let this be a good day we thank you for this day we thank you for the wake up you know what I'm saying just something that's going to allow me to kind of refocus and so yeah I get it for sure no pressure on you know if you ain't praying for an hour most people don't pray for hours so don't (laughs) don't be pressured out there if you feel like oh I need to be in the you know talking in tongues and I need to be you know on my knees you know I used to lay in the bed and pray. Hello. So yes. <laughs> until I got married, then I, you know, I had to find another altar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is so good. I'm talking to Miss Kristen Child. She's the creative. I'm just going to say to call her the creative because she has so many titles and all of them lead back to creativity. And that creativity comes from God. She is definitely a global, global girl. So Kristen, how do you do it all? Like, do you have a team? Do you have, who who helps you? Who supports you? How do you make all of these things work? Um, of course, the source is God. Um, but I do have a team. I do have a team with some things. Um, like with my theater production, I definitely have a team. My best friend is my hand. Like she, she, she is my hand. She's, she's a part of, almost everything that I do and she's super creative as well Mm -hmm. um and what we have learned in our friendship is our strength and our weaknesses um so she's more like I'm more of the extrovert she's more of the introvert so a lot of the stuff she likes to do is kind of behind the scenes but a lot of things that I do actually happens because of her um so I definitely have a team that does help me the ironic thing is a lot of the things that I do creative wise I I taught myself how to do certain things because I was just in need of it. Like, you know, for graphic designs, I self-taught myself graphic designs because I needed graphics and I just didn't have it in the budget at the time Mm. to pay someone for as many as graphics as I needed. Um, So I think like for balance, I really, it's ironically, mentally is where all of my stuff is. If I write something down, I'm gonna forget it. But I Mm -hmm. have it like programmed in my head and I just know like things have to get done I think even though I'm a producer when it comes to theater I think naturally I'm just a producer in everything so in my mind I'm always organizing things and what I do for my day you know I help in ministry um with both churches that I'm kind of serving in and that's that's a whole long story but anyway (laughs) but um where I serve like so I take like maybe a half an hour or 30 minutes out of the day to make sure certain things are done there I'm getting ready for my production so I have those conversations with that with that team and that's how I get it like I just get it done and I just know like I can't let nothing 
hit the floor. Um, but yeah, having a team when you do a lot, it's like, it's the best thing. I would never encourage someone to try to do everything themselves because you'll burn out. Yeah, yeah. You will burn yeah, out. For sure. I definitely, you know, even the things that I do, I had to recently bring on a, a personal assistant to help me with some things. And I'm thinking about getting someone else, especially with some business ventures that I have coming up next year. So yeah, I mean, you can find an assistant for three thousand hours. You know, <laughs> not that we I'm jipping nobody like that. Yeah. But I'm just saying you can go on these apps and just find somebody to do projects for you to help, you know, just kind of spread the wealth of things that you have to do because we all want one person. We need to, you know, have that self-care. We need to, you know, be able to unplug and that's stress. We don't want to, you know, be all stressed out trying to do ministry. I mean, that's no good. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because I think like you know how some people sometimes if they have too much on their plate, you know, they can't, you, they can't handle it or anything like that. With me, I actually, I'm motivated. Like it helps, like, I don't know what it is, but I, I feed off of knowing something needs to get done. I remember the last show I did, I had planned it out so good that it was, I wasn't, it wasn't a lot of things to do. And I was just like, am I forgetting something? Like, are we sure we took, we've taken care of everything? Mm -hmm. Because I I don't know, it's something about just having like multiple things, tasks to make sure I get done. It it helps me. Like if I'm not doing something, I'm bored. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stress that you make sure you take time to unplug. Yeah. You know, you need that downtime. I guess even after your show, you can take a little quick, you know, sabbatical, two weeks, one week, yeah. whatever you need to kind of ref- refuel and re-energize yourself. So that way you can have, you know, that downtime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we definitely need it. Yeah, it's hard though. I have to say, mm-hmm. I, do, I have to say that it's hard. It's hard not to think about, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. But you know what? Sometimes it's just best. It's part of our well-being. So you do a, a podcast uh, mm-hmm. with your bestie the authentically her podcast it's all about sisterhood and all that that girl empowerment girl power <laughs> kind of thing uh tell me a little bit about uh, what authentically her is about so so this is the funny thing and this is an exclusive <laughs> <laughs> well you heard it here first y'all <laughs> y'all heard it here first okay <laughs> authentically her it's actually the launch because of me being petty. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> so and this is what happened. So um, and I can say it now, but my fiance, he had he has a podcast and it was Oh, called- can we hear that again? Can we say that? Let that roll off your tongue one more time. <laughs> <That's> fiance. <laughs> yes, fiance. <laughs> he has um he has a podcast that was called um Man Code. And I was one of the guests on there, you know, in the earlier parts about dating. And then, you know, and then it became just about the guys. And we, me and my best friend, we're heavy supporters of it, of course, naturally. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, we're going to bring the girls back on for a couple of episodes. But he was like, but we're not bringing, you know, Chris and her bestie, or Tam, that's her name, on the show. And I'm like, why not? Like, we, like, so basically I started authentically her as a response 
to th- whatever show that they was doing that day, we were going to respond on our own time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and so, but what happened was it wound up being a great thing because we had already been talking about, back to what we said earlier, a seed is always going to be planted. We always mm-hmm. talked about doing a podcast because me and my best friend, I think that we're very different in our thinking and our approach and even how we see sisterhood um, and friendship. And we've been friends for over 20 years. Um And so we wanted to create a show for women where we talked about the authenticness of women. So we, like our first show, we had a a female doctor on there that was talking about some of the taboo conversations that we as women just don't talk about. And it was a great show because I personally feel, especially in the Christian community, that we don't talk about women's health enough. Mm. And we find out too late in life so many struggles that we have going on with our body because everybody's just concerned about you just not having sex, you know, like not, sure. not, not knowing that there's something else that could be wrong and you're not going to the doctors. So the authentically her is basically about how you develop and evolve and grow as a woman and being your authentic version of yourself and not even I believe in affirmations. I believe in uplifting. But sometimes I personally feel like sometimes we do so much gassing that sometimes we don't deal with the realness of some of the things that we're doing. And so we put what's like a fake confidence on top of hurt. And so I wanted to create a show where we could deal with the real so that we could have real confidence and real conversation so that we can heal and be our authentic selves. And it goes back to how God originally created us. Wow. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. So uh, you started this following, you know, you said being petty, but, you know, (laughs) It, you know, it seems like it's a great topic. Some great conversations are being had. Um, I look forward to you continue working this area. I have myself look, listened to a few couple episodes from you guys, and they've been pretty good and pretty interesting. So keep it up. You know what I mean? We got to definitely get you on the show. We know you're busy. Well, <laughs> 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 we definitely have to get Oh, you yeah, for sure. Show. Anytime, anytime. Oh, my goodness. This is such a good conversation. Might have to um, have you back on to talk about married life, sis. So yeah. um, <laughs> so tell us if there's anybody out here who would love to um, get into theater production or all of that stuff you do in the creative space. What are you have any uh, strategies that you would give them to assist them and to help, you know, avoid some of those pitfalls you may have faced? Yes. Um, the first thing that I would say is don't wait for a door to open, create your own door. Mm. Um, I didn't go to school for theater. I didn't have anybody to show me the way. I didn't have a mentor or anything. Back to that download, God told me everything that I was supposed to do when I did my first show, from writing a script to me randomly going past a a facility that has a stage. Mm -hmm. Um, He orchestrated the beginning of my career with theater. Um, And I just did what he told me to do and that opened up the rest. So I would say, you know, if you you are in a place where you wanna get into theater and things like that, go to stage, please. 
you know, go to theater um, productions that's in your local city, your local town, um, go to some of the smaller shows, um, see what's going on in your city, definitely do that. If you are a writer or you're one who wants to do the directing, I would say definitely go. My, my university has been going to shows. I've been going to shows for years since I was mm-hmm. a kid. But that's how I learned. I went to shows and I, I would listen to the people to hear what they like, what they didn't like. Not too many songs, do more songs, you know, this didn't start on time. I, some people who felt like they wasted their money. Some people felt like the show was so good. So I think that you have to allow everything to be your university. I definitely would say start off small um, because out of 50 people who say they're coming to your show, 20 might come (laughs) out of that. um, And I would just say like, have at it. Don't wait for a door. If you feel that you have the download and you have the green light and that you're ready with the production part or with the writing part, I would say put it together. Also, don't try to do it all by yourself. Mm. And definitely the people that you're using to help you make sure that that's a field or an arena that they're good at because sometimes we use our friends to help us and we get frustrated when they're not doing their job but it's just that they don't have the capacity to do what you need to do that's good that's good some great 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 advice and we look forward to your upcoming show and shows and the evolution of Chronicles of Chris Productions. Um, we know that stage plays may not be the only venture that you have in play in that area. And you know, there are lots of opportunity to kind of kind of springboard into other ventures. So that's super dope. And I think that you had the capacity to do that and more. So what's next for you? You know, you've, you, you, it sounds like you're getting married and you got a play coming up and you got these businesses, you know, what's next? I mean, I know you're getting married, but anything else? (laughs) Yeah, I am like, so within the next year, I am going to be working on, um, I'm going to be working on a a web series. I'm trying, I'm going to always do theater because that's my first love, but Mm -hmm. I am moving towards trying to get into filming. Okay. So that's a whole new world for me. So um, the beginning of the year, once, you know, some of these things are done, um, that's going to be my focus. I will be um, authentically her we'll be doing some type of women's um, conference or, you know, gathering or something like that. So we're looking forward to just growing the Authentically Her um, community. Um, And that's pretty much in, you know, ministry. Um, I'll be full-time at my fiance's ministry at, you know, by time 2023 come around. yeah that's awesome sounds like a lot of great things and i do know that they have the um african-american film festival so i'm sure you know all about that they have that in martha's vineyard we actually my husband and i some friends are planning to go this year but there may be opportunity you know for you to go um whether it's next year or the year after but that might be a dope spot to kind of just make connections in that space but there are a lot of people in in you know here in the dme the area who do you know, film and can help you. Yeah, um, make I actually was just on. I actually was actually I was just on set um a couple of weeks ago for a motion picture that's being filmed here, and I was one of the extras, and oh, nice. somebody was there was telling the director like, hey, she does plays. Da, da, da. So we connected. So back to just be where you're supposed to be, and doors will definitely open. That's for what sure. I <laughs> totally agree. 
totally agree. So that's all great. And we pray much success over all of the ventures that you have going on. And we love to see it. So if I asked you what it means to go global, what would you say? I would say when I hear that, and it's so funny you asked me that because every time I see you post, I think about what it means to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say it means go big. Whatever God has given you to to not keep it small, to to go all, all the way with it for it to reach the people because we don't have success for ourselves. We have success for others. Mm, that's good. So going global means whatever purpose that you have on this earth, know that somebody is getting hope. Somebody is being restored. Somebody is looking up to something because you not just were successful, but because you obey God. Wow. Go big and obey God. How about that? That's well, me. this has been the Girl Go Global podcast. I've been so, so pleased to talk with Miss Chris Childs, the creative. I have renamed you, girl. <laughs> the creative. She is doing big things in the DMV area. Look her up, y'all. And if people want to get in contact with you for any reason, how can they do that? They can follow me on social media, um, on Instagram. I'm Chris Chronicles. Um, that's Chris with a K, K-R-Y-S. Chronicles, K-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S. It's Chronicles with a K. You know, I got to bring my K in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Facebook, I am um, Kristen Noel. I'm K-R-Y-S-T-I-N hyphen N-O-E-L-L-E child. And all of the things that I do is kind of filtered on my personal pages. So you'll see Authentically Her, which does have its own um, Instagram, but all of that information is there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we love to see it. If you are looking for a creative, you know where to find one, child. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me. This has been such a great conversation. And I hope that we you can come back on and just let us all know about that married life, y'all. So this has been the Girl Go Global Podcast, where faith and works are empowered. Thank you, thank you so much for joining. Bye.